0: Okay, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to record a little mini soat?: I think so. So what What are we talking about today?
1: Well, gee, pissy, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about you being on the cover of the New York fucking Post. <laughs> <laughs>
0: guess that is the topic of our first mini-sode and this is this is our first mini-sode how exciting
1: yeah, super exciting. Like totally ranks up there with other experiences we've had this week. <laughs> like this is coming I in in a solid does. top
0: three. Oh, I think it does. I'm actually really excited that we're doing mini sodes now. We are yeah, we absolutely. are doing some mini sodes because we've been uh getting bothered by a, a few wonderful people Julie. because they're like, We want more, <laughs> we want more. Yeah, Julie. Hi Julie. Hi Julie. <laughs> We want more. We want more spooky gay family. And uh, short of having more siblings, this was the best idea we could come up with.
1: I mean, I'm expanding at a rapid rate, but I don't think that's what she means.
0: I know. As am I. We had some really good fucking food tonight. Yeah, we did. We got uh, surf, turf, and earth from yes. uh, a restaurant near where I live, and uh, it is well. That's the name yeah, of the restaurant. I, I, we didn't <laughs> get all three. It was. It's called surf, turf, and earth. Yes. Um listen, my brain is basically uh, a half functioning jar of jelly at the moment.
1: I mean, how many hours of <laughs> sleep have you had since Wednesday?
0: Well, you know what's funny? Uh I so here's the deal. We are recording this. I went to Washington, DC on Wednesday. You may have heard. Uh You know, I, if
1: you <laughs> go on the internet. Yeah, Twitter, if you go
0: on the internet, I was read the da- the, the freaking New York <laughs> Post. <laughs> I was trending on Twitter. I was the drag queen. I was the impeachment queen. I went to the congressional hearings in the Longworth building in full drag. And you know what's funny? I'm the fucking idiot who like... Got up that morning, put a full face on, got in drag. And it was like I had gotten an hour of sleep because David and I got to Washington, D.C. so late the night before. And I had to get up so early to get in drag to be there on time because the press had to be there at a certain time and all this stuff. And so uh I had gotten like an hour of sleep. I got in my Uber it took a, a, a crazy amount of time to get from our hotel to the, the Longworth building. And I'm sitting in the car, like, not even thinking about it. And it did not dawn on me how strange my appearance there would be until I stepped <laughs> out of the Uber. And there were 20 cameras <laughs> on the steps of the Longworth building. And there were all these reporters, like, looking down. And I saw them all look up. And all of a sudden, every camera just went. Woof. And I was like. It's like my oh. eighth birthday party all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He walks in the room, all the cameras turn. It was so strange, and I, I, I did not. I was like, "Oh, this is, this is important for more reasons than I thought it was going to be." Like, I was like, "It's going to be very significant that I, as a drag queen, am going down to report on these things because it's political and drag is political." But. It did not occur to me how strange my presence would be there until I was walking up the steps.
1: It's really funny that you say that because, um, full disclosure, we were actually, we were supposed to record minisodes last Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up having to drive down to D.C. to do this. And, like, I remember us talking about it the night before and it not occurring to me either yeah. that it would be that weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Because I think it's just like we're just so used to the idea that I, like, that, like, I sit here and go, yeah, it's a drag queen, whatever. That will be totally fine. Yeah. And then like the next day when it's like impeachment is a drag and it, your face <laughs> is blown all over Twitter and like, NBC is <laughs> showing video clips of you. I'm like, oh, right. This isn't every day for everyone.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, well, and that's the thing. I think as queer people, we're so used to drag being a part of our lives and and being a part of everything not just clubs and bars but being a part of everything but for most of the world that was a very unusual place to see a drag queen and we're starting to see more drag queens in politics especially my friend uh marty gold cummings who is running for uh, city council in new york city and she's doing an amazing amazing job she's running on the democratic ticket and uh to me, all of these things go together, but it was like, I, I, first of all, I walked through security, which was an adventure all its own. <laughs> we saw. And- <laughs> C-SPAN. You were on C-SPAN. For going through security.
1: <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite tweets actually about you on Wednesday was, was a, a, I guess a producer from C-SPAN was saying something like, I'm not interested in anything except pissy mile sightings for the rest of the day. Yeah, And I'm like, you're a producer for C-SPAN. Like, this is the most exciting thing that's happened to you in six months.
0: David, <laughs> David told me, the I think he said the the quote was um, hello to no one except for the queen at the impeachment hearings. Yeah. <laughs> it was something so silly. It was like a real really great tweet it made me wish i wrote it
1: i think we're gonna um, have to like go on the instagram or on or on the twitter account i i this is the thing also if you go on the my spooky gay family twitter account right now all of these have been retweeted so if you want to see our favorites they've all been retweeted through yeah, our Twitter accounts. So. yeah
0: go on twitter <laughs> we'll post some stuff on because i was like uh, all instagram. i did
1: wednesday was like search your name on twitter and retweet shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you i do appreciate it and on top of it um I I do actually really want to apologize because our episode this week came out a day late because I I did not. It's like I said, I really did not expect such an explosion of of media stuff. And so I was like, well, I'll go home Wednesday night after the after the hearings. I'll finish the episode and I'll upload it and it'll be ready for Thursday. And I got home so late on Wednesday and my feet were so sore, and then I had to get up at like eight a.m. because I was doing a, a bunch of video interviews with uh, with so, some more media, and yeah. I was doing some phone interviews. And I have to say, I'm very very proud of of what happened. I'm very very proud of what I did. I I've I think I'm I've tried to be so I I think I'm a modest person, as as strange as that sounds because drag queens are not usually like that. I. I am very proud of what I did. But the thing that I am the most proud of is that I was on fucking NPR this week. Yes, you were. That was like, I was like, I was telling everyone, I was like, they were like, so how was your week? I was like, I was on NPR. And they're like, they're like, what? Why were you on NPR? And, um. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm going to be posting a, a little clip of the new segment that I was featured in. Uh, and it really NPR is like my favorite thing in the world. National Public Radio. Everyone should support it because it is a really, 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 really wonderful resource for everybody. And you should all be supporting uh, public things like public radio and public TV pbs you know what i'm saying those things are all so important it's important to keep our our money going towards things that are that are valuable that are really valuable to our everyday lives that's my take <laughs> on. did you see me slip into political pissing i
1: <laughs> <laughs> i did notice that also for you those of you who weren't psychic, i was nodding along during that and only realizing that i wasn't making any noise so there was absolutely no way you would know
0: how no it no right. no it's fine no but um <clears throat> Yeah, it. I mean, it was a crazy week. I am really, really grateful for the opportunity. I was actually asked to go down by a uh, a, re- a new startup. It's called Haps News, and it is uh, an open source live broadcasting news network that's done primarily online, all online, <laughs> and um, uh, we broadcast all of our reporting. I was I was a reporter. Yeah. That's pretty nuts.
1: No, and I think in all of the um in all of the media coverage like I remember um I was in a group chat with um pissy husband David and all of our siblings. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like I think the one thing that kept annoying me every time someone posted something was like so few of them were actually saying what you were down there to do. I know. And it's, it's like, I know. like half of the responses were like, what's she doing there? It's like literally like a two minute Google search would answer this
0: question. <laughs> like, L- not even like a two second <laughs> interview or uh, Google search. And it was, I was down there reporting and I was reporting on the impeachment hearings because that was, it was the first day of hearings, uh, Taylor and, public and hearings. Kent. Public anyway, hearings. Yeah. Uh, Taylor and Kent were testifying in front of Congress and I was down there with HAPS News reporting on it. Um, and it, it was it really was just a, a pretty crazy experience so we're going to do a little a little mini sode for you guys today to talk about uh a little bit about my experience a, a little bit about what's going on because Sam and I are both very political people you our our poor our poor spouses have like every time i go were you watching NBC last night and Sam goes yes our our spouses are just like do you want to go watch a Marvel movie and they just wander <laughs> into the other room <laughs> like I can't be bothered to listen to another political conversation
1: Sarah and I have actually um had several like I wouldn't call them fights but like you, you know those tense discussions that you have as a couple where she's <laughs> like I need you to stop talking to me about politics because I agree with you <laughs> and you're just yelling at me for no reason. I
0: know. <laughs> like, and that's the problem. Like, the things that are going on right now are so frustrating that it's like you can't you almost can't help but raise your voice. But it, it means you raise your voice at someone who has done absolutely nothing wrong. And you have to, like, take a step back and be like, oh, I was being a little bit crazy,
1: <laughs> which is why usually after we have those discussions, I, I text pissy because I'm like, I need somebody else to be like angry with me. Right
0: I know. Literally <laughs> yesterday. I, yesterday, I was like going through all this stuff. I've been I've been getting a lot of messages and and inquiries about things. And we I, I have a lot of stuff that I'm planning on doing. I'm going back out with HAPS uh, in the very, very near future to report again. And. As I'm, like, trying to deal with all this stuff, I'm, like, sitting in my car listening to the the Yovanovich testimony, testimony yeah. on on NPR. And I should be, like, answering emails and, and social media messages and inquiries. And I'm texting Sam and I'm like, are you listening to this shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's,
1: like, 90% of our conversations that we don't record is, did you fucking see this nonsense? I know. <laughs> like,
0: it's like, so ridiculous.
1: Like, because sometimes I just need someone to confirm that, like because the the primary cudgel of the right at the moment is that your eyes aren't really seeing what they're seeing. Yeah. Sometimes it feels very comforting to turn to someone else and be like, I just saw that shit. Like like that's yeah. that's what actually just happened.
0: You mean like when <laughs> like they I'm show not up? To, crazy. You mean like when they show up to a public hearing and they have si- propaganda signs behind them? Yeah. I was like, "What? I was like, is this
1: normal?" Or when they ignore the rules that they set for public hearings to make it seem like they're being denied a voice.
0: Yeah. It was, <laughs> uh, I mean we are going to be very political on this little mini-sode, so I I hope you guys don't mind. We're going to be talking um, about some of our our closely held beliefs.
1: If this kind of turns you off, we're sorry, but this is us, so deal with it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) feel free to skip to the next mini-sode. We are basically going to be using mini-sodes as an opportunity to talk about all the stuff we don't talk about on the main episodes. Which,
1: (laughs) you know, includes the segment, What Grinds Our Gears this week.
0: (laughs) What Grinds My Gears? Yeah, we're
1: going full Peter Griffin on
0: this. Yeah, we are going full Peter Griffin this week. We are talking... uh, But
1: this also... Because of, it is a mini-sode in a smaller format, it means that we won't take three hours just screaming at you in your car and making you
0: have a <laughs> heart attack. Yeah, this won't be a Sean yeah. Hannity episode. This no. will be a My, my Spooky Gay Family mini no. Um So for today, we're talking politics. If it doesn't interest you, feel free to skip, but I hope it does. Um, so one of the things I wanted to... Talk about, And it's really the main thing I wanted to talk about is what uh, I was listening to in the car yesterday. I had a a bunch of rehearsals. I work with a group called the Yuletide Carolers, and I am a Christmas caroler, not in drag. (laughs) Um, I think you should be this
1: year. I know, (laughs) I know. Uh,
0: I would actually really (laughs) love to do a a thing where I caroled in drag. But uh, I I think that the group, though they are very supportive of what I do, is very... um, strict with what the appearance is of the mm-hmm. group. And so I think they're like, I, we're going to pass on that opportunity. But thank you. Um, and so I was on my way to rehearsal and I was listening to the Yovanovitch hearings on NPR. Ting. And uh, I thought it I thought something that would be really important for us to talk about because you and I, uh, Sam, you actually have a degree in criminal justice. Yes, I do. And so you are often my source for understanding the way criminal procedure works.
1: I mean, it's this is kind of a weird spot because in impeachment specifically is not it doesn't really work the same way. It's, it's, it's similar. It's, though. A, it's a bit of a tricky. <laughs> it's, it's a much more political process. Surprise, surprise. Yeah.
0: Well, this is more like the the public hearings that are happening now. The impeachment hearings yeah. are more like a grand jury, right? Yeah. It's
1: it's it's more like an indictment. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're trying to see what information is there, put it all on the table, and see if they have enough to actually go to trial.
1: Essentially, yeah. The, the House is essentially holding hearings to determine if there's enough evidence to bring it to the Senate and ask them to formally
0: indict. Yeah. Yeah. In hold di- a trial. Or hold to, a trial.
1: To determine whether or not he's committed high crimes or misdemeanors.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And high crimes and misdemeanors uh, can imp- in include bribery, treason. Uh, um,
1: Really anything that... <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard to define, which is one of the reasons why impeachment is such a difficult thing to do, mm-hmm. even when you feel that it's justified. It's, it's basically, has he committed... Something that is objectively a crime and B, is there enough evidence to prove that he did it? It's, it is it is a bit like a criminal trial, but it's yeah. what high crimes and misdemeanors are can be wide ranging as we've seen with like, I, I mean, the last time we impeached a president was Bill Clinton and it was essentially for him lying to the public about receiving a blowjob. Right. That was considered... High crimes and misdemeanors because he yeah. lied to the public. I exactly,
0: mean, it was. I think there's always a lot of misunderstanding around that. It, it, he was not impeached for getting a blowjob. He was impeached yeah, for no. lying. Um
1: it was. He, he was impeached for denying that it had happened after.
0: Exactly, but. and uh, that of course is wrong. Although it, it does become one of those things where it's like, well, would you go <laughs> in front of the entire country and? <laughs> say that you had received a, a blowjob from someone who wasn't your wife. But, Everyone
1: here who's listened to Hamil- Hamilton is like singing the Reynolds pamphlet right now. I I'm know. Like, fuck yes, I would, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I'm not saying like, he shouldn't have. I know. I'm saying I, I see why he didn't. It was yes. still wrong. It was yes. still absolutely wrong. Um, that actually brings me to an interesting question. A lot of, uh, not a lot, there have been, is it three, or is this the third or fourth um Set of impeachment hearings. In it is this country.
1: technically the third because Nixon was never impeached. He, he wasn't. He, he exactly. resigned because he was going to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. The only other one would have been Andrew Johnson, which was mm-hmm. immediately after Lincoln. And. I, it's been a while since I read my American history. It's, it's <laughs> been a while since I'm like, what exactly did he fucking do again? I don't remember. Other yeah. than, maybe, and I'm a
0: fucking idiot. Other, so you uh, can't Other than him just basically
1: like presiding over reconstruction, which was essentially the gist of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no Lincoln's a tough act to follow. Let's all act shocked on that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, no Andrew Johnson, um, and Bill Clinton are the only two presidents at this point who have been formally impeached.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, Donald Trump is is obviously going through a lot of uh, a lot of scrutiny at the moment. <laughs> we'll say um, because of some stuff, and one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about mm-hmm. regarding this is the idea of what hearsay is, because it has a much yeah. different political connotation than a social connotation. Would you say that's correct?
1: I mean, I think it's it's one of those things that when you look at the fact that on Wednesday, like all you heard out of Republicans on the committee's mouth over and over again was this is hearsay Mm -hmm. like they are technically correct in many instances where it's no, this isn't firsthand knowledge. I think one of the things you have to consider, though, is that all the people with firsthand knowledge are flouting their subpoenas And are receiving no consequences for that. Well,
0: yeah. (laughs) When you're
1: forced to talk to someone who heard it from someone else because the person who actually did it refuses to talk to you, I think it's kind of ridiculous to say well there's no there's no first hand knowledge of this it's like there is first hand knowledge of this it's just Attorney General Barr won't force that person to testify because he's a fucking stooge
0: Yeah. so it's like, <laughs> like at, at some
1: point it's like yes no you're technically correct but it's not exactly like you guys are going out of your way to make sure that this is a thorough investigation you've kind of done everything you can to avoid it
0: exactly there are definitely members of the Republican Party who are protecting their own and and helping them to avoid having to implicate anyone in this administration of having done anything wrong. And that is what is the most frustrating about this is like, of course there's going to be hearsay, like you said, because we can't get anyone to testify. And it really boggles my mind that like, and I think it comes down to people's uh, lack of knowledge about how all this works. It's like, no one I don't think a lot of people, especially a lot of younger people who are who are I'm so glad starting to get uh, involved in the political process. I don't think a lot of people understand how subpoenas work and it is not a voluntary thing. Being subpoenaed means no. that you are you <laughs> are supposed ordered by the court <laughs> okay. to appear or to testify or to provide some kind of um some kind of input into what is going on.
1: Basically, all it means is that you have information that is relevant to the inquiry and you are expected to provide it. Yeah. Generally speaking, if you refuse to comply with a subpoena, it can be enforced through holding you in contempt. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this, these are House committee meetings that are a little different than, you know, your local municipal court. But generally speaking, the person who would be expected to enforce those subpoenas and potentially jail people who do not comply with them would be the attorney general of the United States. And Mr. Barr has (laughs) politely declined to do that. (laughs) Um, I
0: just need two days. Yeah. Uh, That's a Susan Collins joke from our cartoon president on comedy central. Um, So That said, basically what's going on right now is they are trying to build a case uh, against the president and his cabinet for what happened in Ukraine. Ukraine is a pretty crazy situation. We had uh, Marie Ivanovich, who is a former ambassador to Ukraine, uh, testifying yesterday and talking about uh, the crazy shit that they did to her. Here's a woman who has who has served the country for 33 years and has won a awards and has been praised even by the republicans watching and, and listening to the coverage yesterday the the republicans were all like we want to thank you so much for your service here's why you're wrong and it's like what what huh? wait a second <laughs> let's go back Ivanovich <laughs> uh basically was saying that um she was ousted because the trump administrations and particularly giuliani's ulterior motives in ukraine uh were kind of coming to fruition. And she was, she basically was there to prevent, uh, she was anti-corruption in Ukraine. And I think that, she, I think this is all my personal beliefs, that the Republicans probably saw her as a, a hurdle to get over to...
1: I mean, if if not a hurdle, like at least someone who they didn't think they could trust. get, th- they could trust with their agenda exactly and like even even the two gentlemen that testified on Wednesday like what you're seeing the people who are coming to these hearings like these are not these are not political operatives (laughs) these are these are public servants yeah and if you think that their testimony sounds biased or it sounds anti-republican like you 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 can certainly make that argument but like these people aren't democratic operatives like they're not there as political entities, they're there to serve you and the rest of the American people. And they're saying what they actually think happened. Mm -hmm. So whether you think that that's the case or not, like, I think it's kind of hard to argue that they're not, they're not being honest or forthright. Exactly. And,
0: uh, you know, the thing with, you know, like he tweeted yesterday (laughs) and that was, that was the crux of her testimony is that she felt very threatened by what the president and his, uh, and his business associates, namely Giuliani, were saying about her when she was removed from her post. And she kept saying, she was like, if the president didn't want me there, he can appoint anyone he wants yeah. to that position. He could have just taken me out. There was no reason for a smear campaign, and she was made to feel unsafe. She was told that she was being removed uh, by other uh, State Department officials, yeah. that she was being removed uh for security reasons and she was, there were all of these reasons given to her that, that it was unsafe for her to be there. And that sounds like just fancy wording when you hear it stated in a, in a yeah. hearing like this. But when you are overseas in a, a, a war torn country, that is, you know, literally the whole the crux of this issue is that Ukraine and uh Russia are fighting in a lot of military ways with each other and this whole thing stemmed from the u.s.'s uh military support of ukraine and she's in a dangerous place this is a dangerous place that she is in and for and i don't think uh it can be said enough that to be put to uh, to be made to feel that you are unsafe in an unsafe place is a very harrowing experience. And I think that that is the crux of her testimony and a big part of why it's relevant to, uh, Kent and Taylor's testimony on Wednesday. And not only that, but it it really, uh, she testified that she thought that Giuliani's business associates feared her anti-corruption efforts would hurt them financially. And that is a quote from a Washington post article, uh, This whole situation is so muddy and the Republicans, my feeling about it is that the Republicans could clear all of this up by having the people directly involved testifying and they refuse to have them testify. And I don't want to say that that implicates them, but it makes it very hard to trust them.
1: It's, it's just, it's, it's all kind of again part of that sort of cudgel tactic. They're trying to make it look like a farce by not responding to it. They're essentially mm-hmm. they're, they're treating the the this house inquiry like it's like it's a troll on Facebook. It's like just don't engage, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, but like this is like this is separation of powers. This is checks and balances. <laughs> you are required to
0: to do this. <laughs>
1: you have to take part in this process. You are you are you are a pivotal you are a pivotal part of it, and it's. Just completely mind boggling to me that like regardless of how Trump feels about this whole thing, like it boggles my mind that the the other people underneath him, particularly people at the state department pe- like mm-hmm. that they don't want to get it over with and out there yeah. L- like it's it's like because if you don't like let's say these hearings totally fizzle, the Senate refuses to refuses to go forward with impeachment, and this is the last we hear of it like let's say that happens. For the rest of your life, you're gonna be the guy who might have done that. Yeah. Like, so why not, if you have proof that you didn't, step forward and just say, I didn't do it, and here's how. Yeah. Here's why. Like, yeah. here's my evidence. This is a sham. Exactly. It's like you by refusing to speak, you're just letting me sit here and go, Oh, you're <laughs> you're a crooked motherfucker. <laughs> like, 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 like and shocker of the century, because you have been your whole life. I know.
0: But like <laughs> And I think that. I think you're. I think you touched on something that was very important. I don't think that the Senate will actually impeach the president. I don't think that he will be brought to trial, um, especially because of the turtle himself, Mitch McConnell, who is just a walking shit stain on America, in my opinion. But. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Is that too I colorful know. language? I was, I was
1: laughing. It's fine.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I just think, I mean, what a fucking smug motherfucker. Mitch McConnell is just, a, oh my God. I I don't wish any ill on anyone, including Mitch McConnell. But if you told me he got struck by lightning, I'd ask if the ground was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, did it, did it ruin the grass?
1: I don't think he's tall enough. I, I don't.
0: Think- <laughs> <laughs> is he short?
1: I mean, I, I just assume based on the Yurgle the Turtle face that he's not <laughs> a particularly tall man. But um I I could be wrong. I've never seen a picture of him next to anything, but that being said, I've never seen a picture of him and Batman in the same place at the same time, so you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think comparing him to Batman is an insult to Batman. <laughs> Many
1: things are an insult to Batman.
0: I know. So now that we've done a huge, yeah. serious talk, we uh, actually are, are drawing to the end of the conversations, this little mini-sode. Really? Yeah. We went through just about everything I wanted to talk about. long-winded people. We are Sorry. very um, long. I know. but that, And that's why the idea of doing a mini-sode was so daunting to me because I was like, like what the fuck are we going to talk about in half an hour? That's like just like, the introduction. We, 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 we
1: can't talk about the birdcage in a half hour. Like, what the hell?
0: I know. Um, we, we, can't talk about any, we can't even talk about our day in half an hour. No. I will say I just wanted to take this time to thank everybody for all of their love and support regarding what happened this week. This was a really uh, wonderful experience for me, and I hope you guys will keep listening and paying attention and uh, look out for me and and all of my upcoming shows. We're planning a lot of really cool stuff, uh, and I'm going to be back out with HAPS reporting because I think it's important that we all stay political, especially right now. Um, I wanted to close the episode with a fun little game. Oh, Could no. we play a little game? So, Sam, <laughs> you sound like Jigsaw every time you say that. You know <laughs> I that, right? Play a game. Oh God. Um, Sam. Yes. I want to ask you. You are currently, uh, in the midst of your campaign for the Senate. <laughs> She's not really. But if you were, if you were okay. running for a place in the Senate, yeah. what would your campaign slogan be?
1: Oh my God. Um meh, you could do worse. Like, like, I, feel like I don't I honestly don't know. I That's a
0: strangely effective slogan I, um, these days. <laughs> I
1: I, I want to make it very clear. It's like apart from a few individuals that I feel are like grossly unprincipled <laughs> and don't give a shit about their fellow, their fellow human beings.
0: It's like Mitch McConnell.
1: Like I, I have a, um, <laughs> I, I have a lot of respect for many of our elected officials just Same. Because, because I mean like the, the work that they do is incredibly stressful. It's incredibly hard. And like, no one knows when you make a decision, how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't imagine having that kind of responsibility. So I don't think I would ever, ever, ever want to be a politician. But, um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with May. You could do worse.
0: May, you could do worse. I would say my campaign slogan, if I was running for uh, for a public office of any kind, much less the Senate, my campaign slogan would be, pissy miles, where's the beef? <laughs> because that is really all that interests me at any given point is where the food is coming from. <laughs>
1: busy miles 2020 i hate
0: mondays (laughs) busy miles 2020 uh what am i doing can someone oh that is one thing i wanted to talk about before we said goodbye uh so wednesday night i had had a crazy crazy day i was i was driving home with david from dc and i texted sam and i said listen today's been nuts there's been a lot of coverage um i have a, a very important question has anyone talked to dad (laughs) <laughs> just for those of you who are waiting for the mic update i know for, for mr mike um you want to know how, how he's handling all of this crazy and i have to tell you uh i called him that night after we talked and uh he was very excited for me he was very uh proud of me for going out and doing what i did and um, he was—he just wanted to make sure that I was safe and that I was on my way home, and I was doing okay. And I said, "Yes, of course I'm doing okay." So I am very happy to report that. Uh, that dad was was very happy for me and very excited about the news coverage I was receiving.
1: That was after three hours of prepping for that phone call because I called him at like ten in the morning to warn him. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dad spent the whole day at his desk just staring blankly at the computer.
1: No, I think he was refreshing Twitter. Probably, <laughs> like our father doesn't have a Twitter account, so I, I can just imagine him like going out to like one of his like little woke secretaries like. Can you just can you just search this on? I just need to see on the Twitter
0: whether or not oh, <laughs> like, on, the Twitter, on the Twitter. And you'd better believe he does call it the yes. Twitter. Well, kids, that is our very first mini sode. I hope you learned a little something about political process. I hope you got a laugh and uh <laughs> <'Cause> we, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Please feel free to uh, to come back on Thursday for another new episode of My Spooky Gay Family. Ooh.